Hi, welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer, and I thank you for listening today. I thank you guys for joining me on this Monday afternoon. I'm ready to talk some football to you guys. Basketball is coming up soon, so we all just got to wait for that. Uh, December, uh, not December, uh, October 19th is the first NBA game, uh, two games featured that day. So NBA is going to be implemented into The Countdown very, very soon. But for now, we're going to stick with football. I had I had a very good birthday, a very good homecoming dance. It was very fun and ready to get back on the grind for the week. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and hop into it. The Chiefs are not the same team they are supposed to be. Right now, the Chiefs do not look like a playoff team. The least that they've held an offense to this season was 30. That's the Eagles and the Chargers. They lost the game to the Chargers. You can make the argument right now the Chiefs had the worst defense in the NFL. Even the Seahawks defense has played okay in certain games, like the Rams on Thursday night. The Chiefs defense isn't even certain. You can't find them in any game. You cannot find the Chiefs defense in a single game. Uh, Speaking of the offense, Mahomes threw two picks last night. I... I understand how good the Bills' defense is. They're arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. But he has six picks already this season. Mahomes isn't even the problem. Clyde edwards Lair just got announced he was out for a few weeks. He's had injury problems uh, throughout the season, and he has not played good this season. Uh, Well, for starters, he hurts my fantasy team like crazy. He is going to be released or traded this week off my fantasy team, who is now... One and four, struggling when they should not be. And although Clyde Edwards player looks good on paper, the Chiefs look like they may need an upgrade. They do look like they may need a new running back. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey continue to do their thing, but the Chiefs' defense is just not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Chiefs, I mean, obviously they're two and three. They're in question for the playoffs right now. I think they'll make the playoffs, but... Uh, the Chiefs definitely have some major upgrades to do, and they definitely have to turn some things around thus far. Speaking of the Bills, they may be the best team in the NFL. The Bills' defense right now is arguably the best defense in the NFL. We all know they shut out the Texans and Miami. They held Mahomes and the Chiefs at 20 points last night, which if you know anything about uh, the NFL, you know that holding the Kansas City Chiefs at 20 points uh, maybe I had the Super Bowl last season. Uh, it's not very common. Uh, plus, Josh Allen has only threw two picks this season and has made the offense explode. Uh, the Bills look really, really good, and they look even better than last year. You still have doubts on the Bills. Remember how bad the Chiefs beat them in the AFC Championship game last season? Guess what? It's the other way around. But they beat the Bills actually beat the Chiefs by more this time. And the uh, Chiefs beat the Bills last year. Uh the Chiefs, I mean, the Bills are, you know, I know they're four and one. They they lost to the Steelers, but they did lead the Steelers in every single st- statistical category. So really they're right up there with the Cardinals as that top spot. Uh I mean the Bills beat the Chiefs. That's all I really gotta say. Uh Josh Allen looks really good. Patrick Mahomes doesn't look bad, but he's throwing some interceptions and definitely have some questions on the Chiefs' defense uh, going forward. 
Are the Bengals legit? The Bengals took a potential Super Bowl contender to the end of overtime, that being the Green Bay Packers. The Bengals look like one of the most improved teams of the season. Joe Burrow looks to have shook off his injuries. Uh, it was announced that uh, uh, um, um, Joe Burrow went to the hospital yesterday. It was announced that was just precautionary. It was not a major concern for the Bengals organization. The Bengals aren't a playoff team yet. I know they're 3-2 and two with some really good losses and some great wins. But they're not a playoff team yet. They look good compared to previous years. The defense also looks very improved. They've had key wins over the Vikings, Steelers, and Jags. They're also very good at closing out games. I'm not going to say much about the Green Bay Packers. We all know about the Packers. Uh, they, they just closed out a game like you know Aaron Rodgers does uh, yesterday. But, I mean, without a doubt, uh, the Bengals have looked very, very good. Three and two, the two losses came to from the uh, the Bears, who, by the way, are winning now. We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. And the Packers. So, uh, two two pretty good losses and some uh, two pretty good wins. few. But uh, Joe Burrow's looking really, really nice. And he looks like uh, he could be one of those five uh, – quarterbacks here in about five, six years. He could be one of those five, the top five quarterback. Lightning in a bottle. Not? Who am I talking about? Well, the lightning bolt. Uh, The Chargers. The Chargers will make the playoffs. If you think otherwise, I am sorry. The LA Chargers are officially going to make the playoffs. Justin Herbert is the future of the NFL. He may not be the top quarterback, Although there's a lot of questions about that today. There's a lot of rumors and uh takes um on uh around around the broadcasting community, uh sports analyst community, rather Justin is it Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? That's how good uh, Justin Herbert is. As good as other players from his draft class are like Joe Burrow, they aren't remotely close to Justin Herbert. Justin had four touchdowns yesterday. Against a top-tier Cleveland Brown defense. And the Chargers also have an established run game with Austin Eckler, who, by the way, is one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. Their um their defense is also above decent. I mean, obviously, you know, the Browns put a 42 on them, but their defense is still pretty good. They've had a pretty good performance. They played the Chiefs, they held in the 24. Uh, so, and I know I'm still talking about the Chiefs, like they're still a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they are. I, I mean, I still think they're good. They just have some major improvements to make, but we're going to stick on the Chargers. Uh, but speaking of the Browns, actually, speaking of the Browns, Baker Mayfield does actually look fine. I mean, he, he put up 42 points. He had a pretty good game. He uh, There was injury concerns about him because he got injured against the Texans in week two. He looks to be okay. He played very well yesterday. And the Browns just came up short in the end. Kind of like the, this game was kind of like the Ravens. You know how the Ravens and Browns last season was the like the um, game of the year for the regular season. Well, I mean that's kind of this game so far. I mean, I, I mean, th- I wish this game was on prime time, bro. Man, I should talk about that. I should, I'm gonna make a video. I'm gonna make an episode soon on prime time games because it's like tonight we have Ravens and Colts. Culture one and three, how are they good enough to be on primetime? And I know this is before the season. Uh, this is, but you know, obviously the schedule gets made before the season starts. 
But, I mean, Chargers and Browns, that should definitely be on primetime this week. That was uh, one of the best games, if not the game of the year. But the L.A. Chargers looked very, very impressive. Justin Herbert looked very, very impressive. I'm ready to see what's next for uh, this team this season because who knows, man, who knows. I said I said I was going to talk about the Bears. Justin Fields grabs the win. Justin Fields gets – this is going to be brief. Uh, Justin Fields gets the biggest win of his NFL career yesterday. The Raiders seem to be deteriorating. That's two in a row. And the Bears' defense really shut them out. Fields had 111, went 12 of 20, and had one touchdown. Not bad at all against a team that has developed a pass rush over the course of this season. Good game overall for the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields has not looked bad. It's like Trey Lance playing, you know, he's losing. The 49ers are really good. Uh, you know, they're a playoff contender. Like a, you know, the Bears are playoff contenders, but the 49ers are like, they, they don't make the playoffs. It's a disappointing season. If the Bears don't make the playoffs, you know, they're improving. So, like, if you look at someone like Trey Lance and it's like they're losing, you look at someone like the uh, the Jets. Well, Zach Wilson has someone of an excuse with the Jets because the roster is just so, um, so awful. But, I mean, he's still on picks left and right. And Trevor Lawrence, uh, nothing to really say about him. Matt Jones doesn't say about them because those two guys have been playing good. But, I mean, Justin Fields, man, he looks like a, one of the two or three guys that's really going to make it. Really, really going to make it out of that class as a quarterback. I think the Bears might have found their guy. I do think he's definitely a slow learner. Like, next couple of years, we will be talking about Trevor Lawrence. And the way it's looking right now, probably Matt Jones. And, you know, it's just five. I mean, these guys have played five NFL games. Anything can happen, you know. But Justin Fields looks like he's progressively, gradually improving and getting better. So, Bears beat the Raiders. That's a really big win. That's a, that's a huge win. I know that we um, there was a lot of concerns that the Raiders weren't as good as their record showed anyways. But still, the Raiders, um, their cars played good. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, it's a great offense. They developed a pass rush over the course of the season, like I said. So, they're definitely not a bad ball club whatsoever. They're a good ball club. And for the Bears and Justin Fields to get that win, that is huge for Justin Fields. Expect him to keep the spot starting spot. You probably won't see Andy Dalton again. Let's uh let's shift over to college football. It was a crazy weekend. This was a crazy weekend. And you know, I gotta start it off with this. Down goes Alabama. Texas AM gave Bryce Young fits. Bryce Young, his completion percentage was barely above 50%. Bryce Young may be down in the Heisman conversation after the loss on Saturday. Actually, I would say he is definitely, um, like if the season ended right now, Matt Crow would be the Heisman, but we'll talk about him later. A&M moved back up in the rankings to 21. Alabama did not drop enough, guys. I understand Texas A&M was a top 10 team to start the season, but Calzada and A&M have struggled lately. Their two losses includes an offensive hazard against a good Arkansas team. They're good. You know, Arkansas is a good team, obviously. But, I mean, 10 points, and and did not look good. They definitely did not look good enough to beat Alabama. And then Mississippi State team, who's honestly not as good as a lot of people thought they were going to be, a disappointing loss to them. I mean, Alabama obviously still has a, a you know chance to make, to make the college football playoff. They're the number five team. Iowa is in the um, tough Big Ten. So, Iowa could very well lose, and Alabama move up back into the top four at some point. Um, 
And despite the SEC championship game, which they probably will play in against Georgia, the Tide has only has to play Arkansas. That's the only really, really tough team they have left. But you look at something. I'm going to talk about Penn State and Iowa, obviously, here in a little bit. But, the, you know, the thing is, Penn, uh, Penn State lost to Iowa, and Penn State was number three. And they went down to number nine. Like, like against Iowa, who's not number two. Like, if you think Iowa's number two, it, I'm talking to you, the committee. If you think Iowa's number two, then why would you drop Penn State to nine? If Iowa's that good, Penn State should not have dropped that far. They only lost by three points anyways. Alabama loses to an unranked team, and they're like, I'm going to drop them four spots. Penn State should be at five. Penn State should be at six or seven, not Alabama. Uh, I'm going to make an episode about the committee and why I have problems with it. Um, I used to think the college basketball committee wasn't um, all that good. My Lord, you'll get blown out like my, my Kentucky Wildcats, which I'm actually going to talk about next. Like They're going to get blown. They're going to lose to – I don't know about blown out, but they're going to lose to Georgia this weekend, and they're going to drop far. It's like, it's Jordan, the number one team in the country. You're supposed to lose to them. That's why nobody, that's why there's no primetime games. That's why there's none of these high ranked games because teams know if they lose to the number one ranked team in the country, their season's almost over. That's why you don't see a whole lot of these ranked games like that's out of like the Big Ten or SEC because they know if they don't win, it could shift their entire season. Uh, Let's move on. Kentucky and LSU. Kentucky is super legit, man. They're my Kentucky Wildcats. I hope you guys don't look at me as biased with these takes. Um, Kentucky is super legit. LSU has not been the team they have been, but Kentucky blew out LSU. You seen LSU play Auburn last week, correct? In Death Valley at night, and Auburn barely beat LSU. And then LSU comes to Kentucky and gets blown out. Kentucky is another team that can make a huge run at it. They won't beat Georgia, but I think they will impress the committee enough to stay in the top 20 after this weekend, after they do probably do lose to Georgia. The toughest team on their schedule was Mississippi State, which I just mentioned doesn't look as good as a lot of people anticipate them to be. Considering Kentucky's ranking, it could make it NY6 Bowl. It could make an NY6 Bowl. Speaking for LSU, they are not in a good state as a program. They won with Joe Burrow a couple years ago. They haven't been the team since then. Ed or um Orgeron, I don't know. How, I, don't, I honestly don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, is holding on to the coaching job by the tip of, of his fingers. LSU is looking at their worst season in decades. Let's look at LSU's next few weeks. LSU has a chance against Florida this weekend. They do have a chance against Georgia. I mean Florida probably won't win, but they have a chance. Then they have to play Ole Miss. Their defense. Struggled against Chris Rodriguez Jr. and Will Levis. They're going to be embarrassed by Matt Corral. Then they have to go to Bama, which I know Alabama just lost, but, you know, LSU's not going to lose to Alabama this season. I mean, there are <laughs> Alabama will beat LSU this season. They won't beat Arkansas. Seeing what that um, Arkansas's offense has been doing, like the teams like Ole Miss, like really staying in, like they've, they competed. I mean, they really stayed right beside Matt Corral in that Ole Miss offense yesterday. It's not Saturday. Uh, and they could even lose to Texas A&M in the season finale, depending on if Texas A&M keeps up this momentum after their upset against Bama. 
They have UL Monroe, which which they will win. LSU could very well be four and nine at the end of the season. And if Ed Orgeron uh, doesn't get fired before this weekend, if they lose to Florida, he's gone. Because remember, Florida lost to Kentucky, and then LSU got blown out by Kentucky. So, if LSU loses to Florida this weekend, my prediction, Ed Orgeron will be out of the program. Even if they were for some reason not to fire them, their decision will be made after Florida. After Florida. That's honestly my prediction. I think they'll be 4-9. I think LSU is going to be 4-9 this season. They got some really, really tough competition. They have some tough top competition. Ole Miss survives Arkansas. Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the country. He knows how to score and close out games. He will also be the first quarterback taken in the draft this season. Probably to the Texans, that is my prediction. Uh, my, 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 NFL, my NFL mod draft will be coming out sometime this week, by the way. I think I'm going to do that on Wednesday. So that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm way too early. NFL mock draft for this upcoming draft. Arkansas is definitely a threat, but the committee keeps dropping them in the rankings for no reason. No reason. Arkansas is a good team, man. Arkansas is a good team. And I know this sounds crazy, but holding the Georgia to 37, I know they didn't score a point, but holding Georgia to 37 isn't awful. It's not. It's not. I mean, Matt Corral's the best quarterback in the country. I don't know what else you want me to say about that game. Matt Corral's the best quarterback in the country. That was, that was. I will say something about that game. That was one of the best games of the season so far. No question. That was a great game. 52 to 51. It's came down to a two-point conversion. I do not like that coaching because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ole Miss was down 52-51. I mean, Arkansas. Arkansas was down 52 to 51, and they decided to go for a two-point conversion to win the game. I'm surprised we don't see that more in the NFL than we do in college football because of the overtime scheme. The thing is, college in college football, you will always have a chance to win the game. You will always have a chance. In the NFL, for instance, team gets the coin flip, team receives, team gets a touchdown, game over. For all for Arkansas. To go for a two-point conversion, that was a terrible coaching decision. And I understand that. It's like, you know, we can win the game right here. We can win the game right here. We just kick the field goal, go into overtime. It would have been a fun overtime, too. That would have been a really fun overtime. Ole Miss stepped up on defense. Secondary stepped up, knocked, um, deflated the ball, um, deflected the ball, and... Ole Miss wins. Ole Miss wins. Good win for Ole Miss, too. Really good win for Ole Miss. Oklahoma proved the country wrong. Spencer Rattler is not the right spot at quarterback. I know what I said about Spencer Rattler early in the season, but I do take it back. Caleb Williams is the guy for them. He Spencer Rattler needs to stay another year and improve out of um, Baker Mayfield, um, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray, 
Spencer Rattler is by far the worst big-time quarterback in the last four years at Oklahoma. Oklahoma was getting blown out by a team 15 spots from behind them. And as soon as Caleb Williams came in, they stormed back and won. I took There was one takeaway I had from that, two takeaways. First of all, Caleb Williams is a good quarterback. He really is a good quarterback. And the second takeaway I had from that, the problem is not Oklahoma's weapons. Spencer Rattler was the issue. The defense has major issues. Spencer Rattler can't help the defense physically. The defense still has major issues and is not playoff material. This team is still not still not playoff material. But considering their schedule and the conference that Oklahoma is in, and NY6 Bowl is officially on the horizon for Oklahoma after that huge win. Texas is good. Casey Thompson is super underrated. He had five touchdowns on Saturday. The defense also has a struggle. Obviously, Oklahoma put 55 on them. Uh, the only difference between the two teams yet um, Saturday, Oklahoma knows how to close that game better. And that's what I've been saying. I said Oklahoma is not the team that we all expected them to be. They're not as good as we expected them to be. However, the thing is they've had so many close games when it comes down to it. I'm not saying with two minutes left, they got the ball. that They, they are necessarily going to beat Georgia or Alabama or Iowa or Kentucky. But against these teams like Texas, West Virginia, uh, I don't know, uh, UCLA, they are going to more than likely win those games. They've had so much experience with closing out games. They know the play to run without hardly thinking about it. They know what to do. They know the type of play, um, offensive scheme to run on the final drive. They know how to close out games, and that was a difference Saturday. Quickly, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, honestly. Iowa gets its biggest win in years. Penn State controlled the entire game until the fourth quarter. Sean Clifford's two interceptions really hurt Penn State. Penn State virtually had no running game. Uh, Sean Clifford Clifford was actually their best um, runner on paper yesterday, and he had three carries for 36 yards. Uh, Iowa's defense kept them in the game until the end. Penn State still has life, but Iowa looks like a playoff team. They're now number two in the AP poll. So they can just win out in the Big Ten. Even if they lost, lose a game in the Big Ten, they have a chance to make the playoffs, considering they're undefeated right now. So if, I, you're, if I'm an Iowa fan, I definitely want my team to be focused right now, but I'm definitely happy for my team as well. It's just Penn State had a couple issues that Iowa did not have yesterday. The running game and those two interceptions, really. I mean, Iowa's quarterback only had one interception. So, uh, as we all know, that's a uh, bigger difference, especially in college football, than uh, a lot of us realize. But yeah, man, Iowa looks good. I was wrong about that, too. I had Penn State winning that game. I was wrong about it. Uh, real quick, before I give my NFL top 10 for this week, I'm going to do my preview on the Ravens and Colts. I have the Ravens big time tonight. The Colts' playoff chances are falling. They've had pretty tough competition. I'll definitely give them that. They definitely had pretty much pretty tough competition, but haven't beat a good team yet. They, uh, the one win they have is against the Miami Dolphins, who obviously are without Tua and obviously are not the team that they um were hyped up and expected to be, which was a playoff team. They are not that team right now. Uh, 
Ravens are on a hot streak and have won three straight so far, including win a win over the Chiefs, their biggest win since the Browns last season. The Lions, with Justin uh, Tucker, hit the 66-yarder to win the game, NFL record. And they snapped the Broncos' undefeated start. Moral of the story, Ravens are full-on confidence right now. They've never had more confidence. They feel like their time is now, and they're taking full advantage of it. They won't lose on prime time. My final prediction for this Monday Night Football game is Ravens 34, Colts 17. Carson Wentz has also been decent, a little way better than he was on the Eagles, but he has not been great, and I don't think he's he's going to lead the Colts tonight to beat Lamar Jackson and the red-hot Baltimore Ravens. This is my post-week five, pre-week six NFL rankings. Let's go. Number 10 is the Tennessee Titans. They lost to the Jets in week five, which a lot of people did not expect. Zach Wilson picked up his first win in his NFL career. The uh, Titans bounced back strong. They beat the uh, Jaguars 37-19. to Ryan Tannehill, 14-22, 197. Derrick Henry, three touchdown day. A.J. Brown was back. So I had the Titans at 10. The main reason I had the Titans at 10 is because I don't like the fact that the Bengals or the Bears being in the top 10 just yet. And the Panthers did lose. So Titans at 10. 9 is the Browns. They did lose to the Chargers uh, on Sunday. But overall, they're still the team. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Bears. Uh, They barely lost to the Chiefs when the Chiefs were still, you know, on top of the league in week one. Uh, Baker Mayfield seems to be back from his injury, which are, is obviously a really good thing. Nick Chubb is playing good. Browns weapons are playing good. And outside of yet of uh, yesterday, Browns defense has been staggering good. So I have the Browns at nine. Eight is the Cowboys. I understand that they beat the Chargers, which is all char- Chargers are obviously on this list somewhere. But the focus on the Cowboys, they blow out the Daniel Jones uh, New York Giants. They beat my Panthers. They blew out the Cowboys uh, in week one. You know, I know that's a long time ago. They competed with the Buccaneers, almost won that game. So overall, the Cowboys are playing really well. Dad Prescott is um, in the MVP conversation. The, the Dallas now has an established run game. They have weapons and their defense is one of the most improved in the NFL. So I have the Cowboys at number eight. Seven is the Chargers, who got beat by the Cowboys earlier in the season. But the way Justin Herbert has been playing, I have to put the Chargers at number seven. They obviously went toe-to-toe with the Cleveland Browns, who have more playoff experience and have more experience as a team together than the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers also beat the Red Hot Las Vegas Raiders last um, Monday night. Uh, they were undefeated at the time. Then they beat the Chiefs. They are now on a three-game winning streak. Their only loss is to the Cowboys. So I do have the Chargers at seven. Definitely like what I'm seeing from them. They could they could honestly win their division this year. They could honestly beat the Chiefs out for the, for the division. And right now, that looks like it might be the case. Chargers at seven. Six is the Ravens. I, I talked about the Ravens right before this. Uh, the Ravens are red hot. They have full confidence now, right now. Uh, 
Yeah, the Colts tonight. I think they win that game big. They, uh, they. I know they have. I know they struggle beating the Lions, but they beat the Chiefs in prime time. They didn't lose by the to the Raiders by much when the Raiders were on fire. Uh, they blew out the Broncos. So I do have the Ravens at six. Five is the LA Rams. A lot of people, a lot of critics, did not like their performance on Thursday night. I did not think it was that bad. Twenty-six to seventeen. Matthew Stafford still playing well. Uh, a big question was their run game, and when they signed Sony Michelle, I said he was going to be good for them. He was going to fit their system, but I didn't know if he was going to be that star running back. They have found their running back in Darrell Henderson Jr. I honestly like the idea of maybe keeping him over uh, their running back from last season. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they have weapons. Their defense played good, especially against Seattle's offense, who is which is not bad at all, by the way. Uh, so I have the Rams at five. Also, they haven't played bad football in recent. They um, they lost to the Cardinals, obviously, but they beat the defending champions, beat the Colts, and they blew out the Bears, obviously, in that season opener Sunday night football. So I have the Rams at five. Four is the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, uh, after that loss to the Saints, have not lost a game since. The Packers have been on fire. Devontae Adams is playing amazing. And Rodgers still on top of this game. They, they, they prove they know how to close out games against the Bengals. They beat the Steelers. Once again, prove they know how to close out games against the 49ers. Blew out the Lions. Aaron Rodgers is playing good. Aaron Jones is playing the best football that he's ever played, in my personal opinion. Uh, that defense has definitely gotten better. Um, the most anybody's scored on them this season was the 38 Saints. Since then, the highest is 28. So, not bad from the Packers at all. And I like what I'm seeing from them. So, I do have them at number four. Also, the Packers, their chemistry issues are way better than I thought they were going to be. They don't seem to be that bad. And Rodgers seems to be handling this season professionally. Three is the Buccaneers, okay? Three is the Buccaneers. The thing is, they blew out the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins have not been playing good football. But you remember um, a couple years ago when Lamar Jackson won MVP? That season, the, the uh, season opener, they blew out the Dolphins. And seeing what they did. I don't care who it is. They won 45 to 17. Tom Brady had five touchdowns for the second time this season. They they proved. I mean, they obviously know how to close out games, but they definitely proved that against the Patriots. Uh, they did lose to the Rams, but they beat the Cowboys and they beat the Falcons. So they're still playing good football. Their defense has definitely been a question, but the last two games, and I know it's not the best offenses in the world, the last two games, but both teams at 17 points. So, not terrible from what I've been seeing from the Buccaneers. Um, last week, I had the Cardinals at 1 and the Bills at 2. You guys know that's going to be my top 2 this week. And I'm going to have the Cardinals at 2. Okay, I know the Cardinals are undefeated. The Cardinals have not played bad football whatsoever. However, when I compare them to the Bills, which I'm not going to talk about until in a minute, the Cardinals did only beat the 49ers 17-10. to They blew out the Rams. Beat the Jaguars um, satisfactionally. Uh, Kyler Murray is the MVP of the league right now. The Cardinals are playing amazing football. They are arguably the team to watch. They might they're 
they're the most fun team to watch in the NFL this season. Murray can run. Murray can obviously pass. Rondell, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the NFL. If you don't think he's top two, something's wrong with you. Uh, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, they have weapons. Their defense is obviously good. So, yeah, I have the Cardinals at two. And the number one is the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I know the Chiefs are not what they usually are. They have struggled this season pretty significantly. But to see what they did, I mean, the Chiefs offense has not played that bad. 33 points. 30, I know points and everything. is obviously, you know, analytics now, statistics. But it's basing, basing it off the points they've scored. 33, 35, 24, 30. The Bills defense held the Chiefs to their least amount of points this season. And the Chiefs gave up their most allowed points this season. Thing is, guys, Buffalo Bills, best defense in football right now. Josh Allen's playing good football. Like I said earlier, he's only thrown two picks all season. That's great. Um, and I know that the Cardinals are five and up. I know that. But when you, I'm not saying they, they, I'm not taking anything away from the from Pittsburgh Week One. But if you look at that game, they led Pittsburgh in everything statistically. They lost off of a blocked kick. So at the end of the day, in my opinion, the Bills are still right up there with any undefeated team you can find. Buffalo is playing amazing football, so I do have Buffalo as my number one team in the NFL post-week five, pre-week six. Guys, I want to thank you for listening today. It was a great episode. I love this episode. It was really fun to do, and I'm glad to be back tomorrow. Oh, by the way, P&H is not going to be called P&H anymore because that name's dumb. Keep flying. Keep pounding. All fly. Put them together. Keep flying. I like the name. I'm going to use it tomorrow where I will be talking about my Panthers loss to the Eagles. I'm going to go in depth into that and talk about my Panthers. Uh, Hornets content will be coming very, very soon on that. Just a few weeks away. But uh, I love you guys. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.